Hello and welcome to this edition of I4I Conversations. I'm Farzana Afridi, Professor of Economics at the Indian Statistical Institute in Delhi. I'm the host for today's conversation. We're delighted to have as our guest, Dr. K. Rajeshwar Rao, who belongs to the 1988 batch of the Indian Administrative Service and is currently Special Secretary in charge of Skill Development, Labor and Employment Vertical in Niti Ayo, besides several other departments, including Women and Child Development. Our second guest today is Dr. Sakshi Kurana. She's a consultant also at the Skill Development, Labor and Employment Vertical in Niti Aayog since 2016. She has been engaged in research and policy related work on issues related to labor, gender and skilling for the past 14 years. Thank you, Dr. Rao and Dr. Kurana for joining us today. Thank you so much for your time. Let me first begin with the context for today's conversation and what we are going to be focusing on. So we've seen this recent proliferation of digital labor markets uh, in the form of labor market platforms, including gig work. And that provides us an exciting opportunity to explore how this technology can be harnessed and scaled up to improve employment opportunities in India. According to a recent ILO report in 2021, there has been a tenfold increase in the number of such platforms over the last decade in the entire world. And India accounts for a substantive proportion of these labor market platforms at around 8%. And the US is a little bit higher at 25%, but a significant proportion of these platforms exist in India. And given India's relatively young population, the rapid urbanization that we are seeing and the adoption of smartphones and digital technology, the platform labor market is essentially at the forefront of the technology revolution. And the growth of the platform sector has only quickened in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic because we've seen an unlocking of many new job opportunities on these platforms. So in this context, Niti Aayog will soon be releasing a state of the platform sector report. And we want to delve a little bit more and deeper into this report in this conversation with Dr. Rao and Dr. Purana. Uh, to understand both the scope and challenges of the platform sector, as well as the policy initiatives in achieving better job and skill matching of workers, both overall, as well as for women, given the low levels of employment of women in India. So given this context, let me turn now to Dr. Rao first and pose the first question to you. Uh, Dr. Rao, what do you think is the potential of job matching technology platforms to improve employment opportunities in India? And specifically, how do you think digital technology can help reduce these job search costs and better match workers' skills and preferences to available jobs? Yeah, thanks, uh, Fazana, and also I4I conversations. It is a very Interesting topic and you have already summarized the importance of the topic and also the role of the workforce in the economy. So the gig and platform economy has become very prominent globally now. And India is also catching up very fast. And there is a five times rise in the growth of platforms in the world. But India is also not lagging behind. So Neeti initiated this study with multi-stakeholders. Uh, the findings were very interesting. So we'll discuss these findings for a period of time. Uh, 
But according to ILO's 2021 report, 29% of the world platforms are concentrated in the USA and 8% are concentrated in India and 5% in the UK. That shows that demographic convenience and also the economic potentiality is triggering this growth. And India with a half a billion labor force and world's youngest population, very rapid urbanization and widespread adoption of smartphones and associate technology is the new forerunner of this revolution. The growth in access to technology, which is very critical for any economic and social development, also has contributed for this uh, new demand and also giving an opportunity for the new earning opportunities and also new employment opportunities, not only in the metros, but also in tier two, tier three cities. This rests on the unprecedented level of skill matching and tech-based job allocation fulfilled in real time by platforms, thereby eliminating the inefficiencies in the sectors. But the sector looks very promising and employment opportunities looks very promising. Skills are very challenging. Thanks, Farjana. Okay, Dr. Rao, just following up on that question, if there are some specific features of these platform work and the technology, which you think make it particularly effective in increasing job access and availability in the Indian context, can you elaborate on those? Yeah. In the sense of, you know, there are particular challenges in India and how this technology can address those challenges. What do you think are those specific features? So gig and the platform economy offers flexibility and freelancing jobs. So the homemakers, the any other person who wants to spend part time also gets an opportunity working from home. This is, I think, the flexibility and freelancing is the critical factors. And the platform jobs have low entry barriers and cater to the needs and aspirations of workers with varying degrees of skill sets. Only thing is awareness is important. Realizing the potentiality is important and confidence building is important in the concern segment of the population. So I already mentioned that around 300 cities of varying sizes, class one to class three and four, in India are serviced by various platforms already operating across sectors like ride hailing, home-based services, food, grocery, medicine delivery, logistics fulfillment and e-commerce, covering the broad ambit of urban services, exposing the new segments of population to the e-commerce and also the digital economy and making mobility of workers and clients across markets hassle-free. The sector has the definite potentiality to grow in tier two, tier three, and also tier one cities. So gig economy is transforming the way we move, work, and live. It not just impacts how we do business, but also impacts our GDP. And there is a new enthusiasm to avail the services. There is a new energy levels also to utilize the opportunity for the skill development and also for the employment opportunities. So in this backdrop, a first of its kind report, which Niti has just concluded, presents a comprehensive perspectives and recommendations on the gig platform economy in India, engaging gig platform workers in the millions. The study is being finalized. We have had uh, stakeholder consultations and also internal discussions 
will be released very soon. The purpose is very clear to draw the attention of the system, particularly state and district public service authorities and also the political executives to realize the also identify, understand the potentiality of these gig work and platform work and also how it can impact economic development and also the employment potentialities. So in economic terms, the job creating potential of the gig economy, estimating its size and identifying its demands across various industries are some of the aspects that have been studied. It is a very, very new segment, new area. So comprehensive experience or data sets are not available, but we try to collate through other available sources. The worker perspective also focuses on both opportunities and challenges for workers in the sector, skilling the workers to enhance employment opportunities for them in the sector is a major area of concern, which needs, I think, an urgent action and activity at district level, sub-district level, and also state level. The potential of platform work in accelerating job creation for women and persons with disabilities and initiatives for providing social protection to all workers in the sector. Because when the context of reducing uh, women uh, labor force participation, this will perhaps will take care of the enhanced opportunities to the women. Thank you so much, Dr. Rao. I think you summarized uh, our entire conversation essentially because we'll be delving into each of these points that you have raised. So let me start again first with you know the point that you had made that in India, 8% of the world's uh, labor market platforms are found. Now, given the need to create more job opportunities in India, what estimates do we currently have of the proportion of the workforce engaged in platform work? And what estimates do we have of the growth, the future employment generation in this sector? Yeah, very interesting question. So I mentioned that there are no specific uh, national surveys in this sector. That's why estimating workers in the sector has a lot of challenges. So they often take up multiple tasks and contracts on a task, a task basis, makes counting workers very, very complex actually. So what was the challenge and how we overcome is that we used the limited data that is available on employment and other related aspects. And this study sets out to estimate the size of the gig workforce in India by building on assumptions derived from micro and macro studies in the country, such as location like urban, education, secondary school and graduation, ownership of mobile phones, bank account, and other interesting factors. It must, however, be noted that the estimation is only indicative because exact figures are not available and may not represent the true size of the gig workforce. And I mentioned that we have to draw the attention of every stakeholder, government and non-government, to these two segments. That's why this study is now uh, attracting a lot of attention. But we estimated in 2021, about 77 lakh workers, that is 7.7 .7 million, are engaged in the gig economy. This is about 2.6% of the non-agriculture workforce or roughly about 1.5% of the total workforce in India. But what we are estimating or assessing the demand is that this may grow 
up to 2.35 crore that is 23.5 million workers by 2029 and 30 which will become about 6.7% uh, of the non agriculture workforce and 4.1% uh, of the total livelihood in india by 2930 this enormous potentiality perhaps has to put into actions and activities at various levels so since there exists no official data that can authoritatively estimate the extent of gig work in india thereby rendering the gig workforce invisible so this calls for the following recommendations for future estimations and also certain activities and actions so we need to undertake a separate survey to estimate the size of the gig economy and identify the characteristic features of the gig workers which is very flexible which is very dynamic also during official enumerations plfs nss or otherwise collect information to identify gig workers as part of the regular surveys which also perhaps can give some idea about the extent of the availability of the workforce in different geographies and the questions of the various surveys can include questions on the nature of contract between worker and job creator use of technology in work etc this perhaps will help us in making a reasonable assessment i think yes i was going to ask you further questions on the data itself so you've uh, you know answered some of that i think it's a very important point that you raised about incorporating questions related to platform work in existing surveys like the plfs for instance which is our national survey now for understanding the employment situation in the country let me now turn to some of the other issues in particular what you noted was about the skilling and the skill level of workers who are registering on job search platforms and as you pointed out uh, these digital labor platforms can include all kinds of work in the sense that they could be short or long term contracts for example providing security services or maid services which are mediated through the platform in terms of you know matching workers with potential employers but also there is gig work particularly in the delivery sector in beauty and health where you can find these jobs through employment on the platform itself for example uber so dr khurana turning to you now are there specific sectors of the economy and specific types of workers that you think are more likely or most likely to benefit from platform employment you know when we think in terms of services versus manufacturing or white versus blue collar workers so during our study we found that the gig work is expanding in all sectors such as retail trade and sales transportation manufacturing finance and insurance activities it's bound to expand due to the technological possibilities in numerous production spaces and provide opportunities to workers with different levels of skill sets to young workers to women and also persons with disabilities it provides the opportunity to workers to transcend the limitations of work time and work space with the flexibility such work offers so given this potential of gig work the future would definitely see a growing prominence of such work so just you know i wanted to also kind of pin you down in terms of if you were to, to think sectorally and in terms of skills do you think that there is an advantage of uh, people who work in the services sector because there seems to be higher at least 
anecdotally it seems that the growth is higher in services versus manufacturing on platforms and also well, uh, it seems that blue collar uh, jobs might be growing at a faster rate than white collar would you think that those are correct expectations or estimates so our estimates suggest that definitely there is the, the service sector is going to grow but we also find that there is going to be increasing platformization in all kinds of sectors in the future i see okay so again another point the dr rao raised was and also when i you know we started discussing this we were talking about women's labor force participation which has been a concern in india and we are all aware that it is very low there have been concerns about the fact that it's been declining and the fact that you know women typically have restricted mobility they want more flexible jobs according to you what are the current estimates of proportion of women workers on these platforms and number one and number two you know going forward in terms of the potential for addressing some of these constraints that women face uh, so let's start with the first question you know what are the current estimates and how do you see divided across blue collar white collar and different kinds of sectors of women workers on the platforms so the study has done an extensive review of literature around uh, platform work also on women's uh, involvement in uh, platform work so what we find is that women appreciate the income generating potential of the gig economy and we brought out a number of case studies uh, we also for instance talked talked about the ilo global survey which noted that working from home or job flexibility are particularly important for women so since women form such a huge demographic dividend and the potential workforce in india this is one sector which can really help them engage actively in the economy do we have any estimates currently of you know the numbers that uh, dr rao gave so that's overall for the workforce which we got yes of that proportion what proportion are women do we know so we don't have an exact proportion but our findings do suggest based on a review that we have done that women's participation is going to increase in the sector okay you mentioned that it is going to go up and for women in particular you know the potential of gig work uh, providing self employment opportunities for women uh, and flexibility is going to be increasingly possible through the platform work we now want to turn to skills and i think that was one important issue that dr rao raised when it comes to one particular challenge of course is skilling which i think exists for the entire labor market in india but are there specific skill levels that you think dr rao are going to be in demand in this sector so currently uh, is there a particular distribution and how do you see that skill demand evolving over time i mentioned that there is a, a big opportunity and also challenge about the providing skills and also the receiving skills also by the various trusted women and other uh, segments of the society and uh, at present what we have assessed through the study is that 47% of the gig work is in medium skilled jobs and about 22% in high skilled and about 31% in the low skilled jobs that's why particularly in the class 2 or 3 level towns 
uh, where there is a low skilled jobs people are there they can have an entry into the system but they have to perhaps upskill and upgrade their skills and orientation to perhaps survive and sustain in the new platforms this is one big opportunity for all the skilling skill importing institutes and also both in the government and private sector and possibly the share of high skilled gig workers would increase also from the present level of 21.9% to about 27.5% by 2030 while for the low skilled workers it may increase to about 33.8% by 2030 these are all assessments based on the present scenario but this can rapidly change by from year to year so in effect this trend would imply that gig work will grow in size and would become part of the livelihood across sectors and occupations both as a full time and also a part time a trend shows the concentration of workers in medium skills is gradually declining and that of the low skilled and high skilled is increasing towards uh, 2030 so perhaps this gives an both i mentioned as an opportunity and also challenge for the both public and private sector and individuals and the institutions right so you did mention that you know there will be some challenge in terms of upskilling of workers who are on these platforms so i was wondering if you can elaborate a little bit more on what initiatives from the government side but also from the platforms itself in terms of embedding skilling within the platform do you think that there are initiatives that can be undertaken that embed skilling within the platforms to address this challenge this is an interesting question and also the the assessment is uh, like this we have to enable women to acquire both physical assets that is credit facilities and also accessing revolving funds and employable skills which they can tap for income generating opportunities and which is very vital to survive and sustain in these emerging sectors so promoting outcome based skilling it is important to strengthen industry linkages and enable candidates undergoing skill training to receive on job training this also varies from sector to sector platform to platform and also the requirement of a metro is different and a small town is different so industry linkage has to be very strong and it has to be organized through platforms only and promote platform led transformational skilling that is also uh, plays an important role because platforms can enable the upskilling and diversification of platform workforce in a newly structured and industry tested banner platforms can collaborate with the ministry of skill development and entrepreneurship and also the national skill development corporation and also the state and district level skilling institutional framework so that to nurture skilled workers and micro entrepreneurship for this they have to perhaps structure the courses structure the inputs and also making it very short term and very practical and also giving the reorientation of the skills very repeatedly because of the dynamic nature of the uh, job and uh, demands and requirement so enable transferability of skills is important and platforms can also enable the creation of uh, potential skill certificates or skill passports for workers that platform business can provide this can be envisaged as a skill badge in the platform workers online profile 
and the partnerships are already going on with government csos and allied business to reskill and upskill women and pwds while also facilitating their access to assets and uh, particular attention has to be drawn to these skill requirement of these platform workers and financial inclusion is also a very big uh, challenge and access to institutional credit not in a big amount whatever is the functional requirement may be enhanced to bolster government's existing efforts to promote financial inclusion through financial products specifically designed for platform workers and those interested to set up their own platforms for this perhaps we we all need to work various ministries various organizations to develop a, a very target oriented schemes and also the uh, skilling opportunities and venture capital finding grants and loans from banks and other funding agencies should be provided to platform business of all sizes at the pre revenue and early revenue stages and special emphasis may be placed on access to formal credit for women and also persons with disabilities and other challenges reach out to unbanked and underbanked women through fintech services and also special emphasis should be offered to platform businesses started in small cities towns and villages in india by rigorous iec campaigns and also the awareness uh, uh, campaigns so self employed individuals engaged in the business of selling regional and rural cuisine street food etc may also be linked to platforms we have fortunately have large number of perhaps in uh, thousands and lakhs self help groups are there working in small scale activity nurturing the local handicrafts local handlooms and also uh, promoting the local cuisine and all other things are there so it is a very very diverse mix is there so we need to perhaps target them very clearly in a very focused manner so dr rao so you, i think you raised two interesting points here one was about financial inclusion being important which is something that we typically do not focus on when we think of platform workers because a large proportion of these platform workers are in a sense self employment work uh, which is through gig they need some capital in order to start this work the other is about skill certification which i think is a big challenge because when you're matching workers with employers there's an issue of trust so how do you trust the information that is being provided on the platform and one of the important things i think and a challenge does exist in terms of certification and verification of both employer as well as worker credentials i think those are two very important things so uh, dr purana dr rao did mention a lot of issues related to women particularly in terms of lack of access to assets financial and credit resources in availability i wanted to ask you question particularly on one aspect which is related to mobility of women in the sense of access to mobile technology so there are a lot of studies and research which suggest that the ownership of mobile phones in india is much lower for women than it is for men and that can do you think that is something that is a constraining factor in the sense of women being able to access platform work that's number 1 and second 
uh, Dr. Rao did talk about some of the constraints that women face, but can you also elaborate on whether you think the particular types of skilling programs that will be beneficial for women given the kinds of job preferences that they have? So two questions for you. Yes, we do find that access to technology, the study does flag that access to technology, to smartphones, to internet and other devices is a challenge for women. Women's access is certainly lower than men. So increasing, filling up this gap is going to be a major uh, focus for us to be able to increase women's employment in the sector. So that's the most important access to digital technologies for women. And uh, talking about skill, uh, Dr. Rao has already emphasized that initiatives and skilling with a focus on women is very important. This would involve, I think, uh, partnerships, collaborations of all different stakeholders, the skill ministry, NSTC, training providers, platforms themselves are uh, undertaking a lot of training and they need to come forward and focus more on women so that women are encouraged to uh, tap the employment potential that this sector offers. Right. The challenge of giving access to women to technology and creating awareness about the existence of these platforms and the potential of platforms for women, I think is particularly challenging. So hopefully there will be some policy initiatives coming forward, which will help us address this issue. Uh, I would like to end with the last question to Dr. Rao that you had summarized very well some of the issues and uh, challenges in this particular area. And you also mentioned the concerns around welfare of platform workers. So from the perspective of platform workers' welfare, for instance, you know, the irregularity of wages or work that they get, job insecurity, and the lack of benefits, because these are either mostly short-term contracts or they're self-employed, or it is what we would call casual work in an informal sense. So what do you think are the initiatives that can be undertaken to protect the rights of platform workers and to ensure decent working conditions for them? Yeah, Professor Farjana, you rightly summarized the problem scenario of these workers because they are spread too thinly and they're all temporary type of casual work they're undertaking. But of course, every worker has a right for social protection. And naturally, gig and platform workers, since they are uh, spread and uh, generally well unorganized. So perhaps the managements, the society and also the opinion makers, they all perhaps have to work together to see that they get some protection, some relief measures. And the study report already also made an effort to study what are the initiatives across the world in various countries, uh, particularly wherever the platforms are very strong, like UK and also Indonesia. These uh, firms adopted occupational disease and work accident insurance, some retirement pension provisions are there because uh, their mobility is very high because they have to uh, deliver the things and some of these uh, segments of the population. That's why accident and other insurance to workers place a very uh, important role and this is also envisaged in the code on social security 2020 also so platform perhaps when they stabilize when they grow when they expand they need to review and adapt policies 
where the old age retirement uh, benefits also can become a part of the package to those working here and uh, measures like paid sick leave health access and insurance of course there is a, a pm janarig yojana is there where many eligible people they already access that but in addition to that there are state level health protection measures are there but still a particular segment of the population is not covered so these gigant platform workers should get the access to the paid sick leave particularly covid 19 pandemic then some platforms like ola uber urban company i understand that they initiated these measures of paid sick leave so some sort of health tax insurance so perhaps this needs to be stabilized properly so that uh, they will have confidence of working with the platforms without uh, threat of uh, insecurity other measures are like particularly again us and uk where the a very strong uh, platform economy is there so they also provide some income support to uh, workers when there is a particular uh, situation where they are unable to work so they are assured of minimum earnings and social security and supporting small business and entrepreneurs associated with platforms that is also very important so that these small platforms so that they can survive sustain and also perhaps expand as and when there is an opportunity so small business and entrepreneurs can be encouraged to have linkages with bigger platforms so that they can expand and outreach their products and services so that this type of integration and also synergy can play a very important role and growth of business and labor platforms has to be balanced with ensuring workers welfare and well being and also the decent working conditions though mostly they work from the home but they can also be provided with certain a decent uh, opportunity to work uh, within the home and also earnings through coherent consistent and coordinated uh, efforts yes so dr rao thank you so much for summarizing that i think the key takeaways for us are there are a lot of learnings that we can get from the larger markets for platform work of course the challenge is that they are mostly in a developed country context whereas we are in a developing country context and we are struggling with a very large informal sector but we can definitely and we should focus on the fact that there should be minimum wage provisions with basic benefits particularly accident insurance at the very least to begin with and uh, hopefully there will be as you pointed out also there are some codes in the labor laws which are being introduced now which will be able to address some of these issues um so i want to end with uh, first you know thanking both of you for your time this was a very illuminating and a very enlightening conversation in a new area which very few of our listeners would would have thought about you know in depth and i think this is very important for us is going forward what you pointed out is that there's going to be tremendous growth in the platform and the digital labor market sector in india but you've also discussed these challenges that we are going to face in the future in order to really take advantage of this potential that exists of these digital labor markets particularly when it comes to skilling uh, creating awareness and access to this technology and especially for women 
as well as you know taking care of the welfare of these workers as the platform sector grows so thank you so much for your time we are looking forward to the report that will be released by niti uh, which will you know probably generate a bigger buzz and more conversations around this and create a plethora of uh, you know stakeholders for creating advocacy and also increasing the potential of this sector so thank you so much dr rao and dr purana thank you for your time thanks uh, professor farjana this is very interesting and we wanted actually this particular issues to be debated discussed at every level district state and also the central levels so that we need to draw the attention of everybody to realize the potentiality and it was a very interesting conversation with you and all interesting uh, a uh, questions i thank you and also your team for giving this opportunity and we can, this is a continuous dialogue we can in fact have a second round of dialogue once we release the report and also get the feedback so i wish that it will become a very big point of discussion and topic of discussion thank you once again absolutely again. absolutely thank you so much we look forward to continuing the conversation in the future as well thank you thank, thank you, you. Thank you.